Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Mike, how are you? Doing okay, sir. Anything? Just um, out here shopping for my son. Last day of uh, school starts tomorrow. Out here in uh, the D.C. area, so yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. LeBron, meet yeah. my co-host Mike Reynolds. Mike, meet LeBron. Hey, LeBron, how's Mike. it going, brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm doing fine. Right on. Nice so. If you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on LeBron's picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Chirpin' in Rhythm, Cut More Records, newest artist to sign to the label is saxophonist LeBron Dennis. His label debut is called Shades. It was written and produced by LeBron and Darren Ron, and it features Nicholas Cole and Paul Brown. LeBron, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. And congratulations on the label and the new uh, CD. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So last night Mike and I were talking and we, you know, were wondering how it came how you came to be um get to the label and I thought, well maybe it was Darren Ron um that, you know, was instrumental in getting you on. So share the story of how, you know, they saw you and they, they came to sign you. Well, you're actually exactly right. Um I was able to reach out to Darren from another local artist here in the Phoenix area, um a bass player by the name of Mel Brown. And um, Mel Brown is actually a neighbor of mine, and he plays on, he's played bass on everybody's records. And, um, I mean, if it's on the radio, it's probably Mel Brown playing bass on it. That's kind of how widespread he is. And he's always been a friend of mine. So when I, um, you know, decided to do a project, he referred me to Darren, put in a good word for me. I reached out to Darren, and uh, we just kind of hit it off really from day one, started working together. And as the project developed as we started to do these songs song after song after song we started to realize just how good the project was um mm-hmm. it was just a matter of time before um, he sent it over to les cutmore who's the ceo of trip and rhythm and i think it was maybe about a week later i got a call from les and we talked about um actually joining the label at that time so yeah darren was definitely instrumental in it i think he really believed in, in what we were putting together um i think he you know felt good about it and he was proud of it just like I was so it just kind of worked out in that way you know well you guys did a great job on this CD it's called Shades I highly recommend it um, you can find it on LeBron's site LeBronMusic.com um, definitely pick that up 
Uh, I do have a favorite. I like the CD, but I do have a favorite on it. Uh, the Kiss and Tell, it, that's the song right there. That is the jam right there. Uh, so I, I will be playing that one in a few minutes. But um, So now I read that you came from a musical family. Who's, who, who's all um, instrumental in your family? Well, I, I have to give credit to my dad for that one. My dad is actually a saxophone player, too. He um, mm-hmm. played throughout high school. That's how he paid for college, is by playing in music, playing in bands locally. And um, so I think I get any type of musical influence that I have, I think, that whatever's in my, my genetic makeup, I think I get from my dad. So he he's always had saxophones laying around the house. I remember being a kid and, and listening to him play around, just kind of being kind of mesmerized by it. And... Um, Unfortunately, you know, with, with life and, and his other career choice, he never had the time to really um, continue to play and develop. But but he definitely um, was the one that kind of put that in my ear at a young age. And I think he still, even to this day, I think he still kind of wants to play a little bit. I'm trying to get him to, to pull his old horn out of the out of the closet and start playing some more. But, but yeah, he's he, he was definitely the biggest musical influence, I would say, growing up. Okay. How old were you when you started playing? You know, I was actually uh, late. Um, compared to most kids that start playing. I started when I was about 13 years old. So I was already making my transition into high school um, when I started. Um, the funny thing is, I think kind of like most parents, um, most parents try to, you know, show their kids some type of musical instrument. And my parents were the same way. They exposed me to the guitar and the piano. And I played them, but I never really, you know, fell in love with those instruments like I did with the saxophone at a later age. So mm-hmm. I was kind of late, so I kind of had some catching up to do when I first started playing. Mm. Okay. Well, um, I was saying to LeBron before we came on um, how crisp and clean his sound is on the saxophone. Um, very nice, you know, and, and I, that's one of the things I like about your music. I mean, there's so many saxophonists out there. And, um, you know, but you being 29 years old, um, your playing is very crisp and very clean. How was it working with Darren um, and you guys, you know, just kind of collaborating together on Shades? Oh, well, it was great. I mean, admittedly, I was kind of nervous at first. I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, I, I've i been a fan of Darren's for, for years, and he's such an incredible saxophone player, such an incredible producer, and you're always – wondering if you're going to be able to, you know, be up to speed to what he brings to the table, you know, because he's mm-hmm. such a big name and, and just so talented. So I, w- I was nervous at first. I really was. But the thing about Darren, he's just so cool. He's just so laid back. He's so down to earth. He's 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 just a guy's guy like, like anybody else. He never, you know, put on this air of being this big-time producer or anything like that. And I think that's why we were able to hit it off. And then come to find out, we just had so much in common just with, you know, our views on music and our influences, and it was just like, you know, I was talking to an old friend. So, you know, at that point, it was just a matter of of of, of doing the music and just the fact that we were able to hit it off so quickly, you know, it really put me at ease. But it was great. It was, it was a learning experience. I learned so much in this whole process, and I think I grew a lot as a player, as a musician, as an artist because of that. And but it was it was just a lot of fun. It's been, and I hope I can do it again. I'm looking forward to doing it again with Dan. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, the first single that was released on Shades was Groove City, and during its first week at radio, it debuted at number one, the number one most added on the Groove Jazz Chart, tied for number one most added on SmoothJazz.com chart, and was the number two most added on Billboard. So I would say that the collaboration worked really well. Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to ask you a question about, now, Terry told me not to go here, but about your name, Shane LeBron. Now, when when you were making the CD, I mean, did you guys have a talk about, yo, this, did you want to have, like, a, did you, was there ever a time when you wanted to do, like, a stage name? Because, you know, people were going to be looking like, okay, LeBron, LeBron, you know. I mean, you know, what's it's, the name funny, it's funny you ask that, man, because, it's you know, when I was a kid, nobody knew the name LeBron. Now, all of a sudden, everybody knows LeBron. <laughs> But it's like they either hate it or they or they love it because you know. So I did. I guess I was playing a fifty fifty shot with that one. But no, you know, my my full name is LeBron Dennis. So when we talked to the label, we 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 didn't know if it was just kind of cool to go with just LeBron or if we should use my full name. And people know me as LeBron, so that's that's just kind of what we went with. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now, is is your mother or your father are they like a LeBron James fan or something? Is that where you, you know? Is that where you got the name? <laughs> The funny thing is I'm older than him, so I'm I'm the original LeBron. That's what I like to tell oh. people. Is I'm I'm the original LeBron, see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. All right. Well, welcome to the chat room, Lori and Joe from Germany. Welcome everyone. Um I'm going to get into some music, and I'm just going to go ahead and start with Kiss and Tell cuz I'm telling you, this is the jam right here. I posted on your Facebook page um, somebody had posted another song, and I posted Kiss and Tell. No, they posted about Kiss and Tell, and then I said, I stamped this jazz sexy because that's exactly what it is. So tell me about Kiss and Tell. <laughs> oh, Kiss and Tell is uh, is a ballad that's on the record. and um, I, I love playing ballads. I'm a, I'm a ballad player. It's probably my favorite type of song to play. So um, Darren and I decided that we wanted to do something with this vibe, and um, I wanted it to be a collaboration as well, and, there, I don't think there's anybody on the planet that, that fit this song better than Nicholas Cole. So um, mm-hmm. we just kind of all got together, and, and this is what we came up with. Uh, co-wrote it with Darren Ron. Nicholas Cole's featured um, as a solo piano player, and um, I, I really enjoy it. I, I love the tune. Yeah, so do I. This is Kiss and Tell from LeBron's Shades CD.
Joe from Germany says, this is what happens when a talented artist and a great producer meet. That is the jam right there. That was Kiss and Tail. Very, very nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So Lori um, is in the chat room, and she's also in Phoenix, and she wants to know if you will be performing more gigs around the Phoenix area. Well, yeah, that's definitely the plan. Um, in fact, we're um, in the works right now planning a CD release event here locally in Phoenix. So uh, just definitely stay tuned for that, um, dates and whatnot. And then I'll continue to do you know, um, my regular gigs around town that I've, that I've been doing for a long time. Okay. Now, I also read um, on your site that you're going to be here in Las Vegas on August 30th for a TV promotional event. That's correct. Yeah, there's a, um, a well, one of the local uh, the Amy Joe show. Um, Amy Joe uh, does a, a TV show out there. I'm, I think it's on um, Las Vegas TV, and um, so she'll be doing an interview with me there. I'm going to play one of my songs on the set there, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. It'll be my first TV event, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Cool. Your first time in Vegas, and. Uh... You know, the weather's kind of cooling down a little bit, so it won't be as hot. So enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy that visit for sure. All right, so let's talk about the other artists that you're working with uh, on Shades. Um, tell me about them. Well, let's see. Um, you, are, you heard Nicholas Cole. Um, I also have a, a song with uh, Paul Brown. He's actually the featured guitar player on the lead single, Group City. That's on the radio right now. And... Um, some of the other musicians that are session musicians that play um, pretty much anything that Darren Ron does, he uses a lot of the same session guys, uh, which you know, which is, which is what makes his music sound so good. I think um, on guitar, Frank Selman um, did a great job on guitar. Mel Brown plays bass on the majority of the tunes as well. Um, another bass player by the name of Ken Friend um, is also featured on a tune. And other than that, you know, Darren Ron does a lot of the instrumentation. He's so musical that that he's able to to fill in a lot of spots where other musicians can't. So, uh, mm-hmm. but the the cast is really it's really good. I mean, I couldn't have done it without him. Now, um, I know that you and Darren uh, wrote a lot. Of, well, about Darren did like seven of the ten songs on here, and you you know did a lot of the writing yourself. When you before you came to the label and before you met Darren, had you had any music that you had written previously, um, you know, and then thought about putting on the CD or maybe just waiting for the next CD? Yeah, um, funny you should ask that because I actually did. There was a couple of tunes that I had I kind of started to work on already, um, just with some of the um, local musicians here. Um, believe it or not, Phoenix has a ton of talented musicians and even producers that are up and coming. So um, I started to, to collaborate with them because originally I was just going to have Darren do maybe one or two songs, maybe have him do a radio single for me, and then just kind of do the rest myself. Um, so I did. I, there, there were a couple songs that, that I had in the works. Um, but as I started to work more and more with Darren and I just saw the potential in that, I kind of put those off to the side. But they're still there, and I there's there are a couple that I am planning on using on the next record that I'm going to kind of get – kind of re-explore, kind of rework, and, you know, just make them as full of potential as they can be for the next record. So they're definitely not going anywhere. 
Okay. Now, you mentioned that um, you started playing when you were 12 years old, and I read that you're self-taught. Did you have any training um, any time along the way? I did. Um, the funny thing is I originally was self-taught. My, uh, my, I told my dad that I wanted to play the saxophone, and he kind of just threw me to the wolves. He kind of he gave me an old saxophone. He's like, well, if you want to learn it, then then you can learn it. You know, he, I don't think at first he knew I was serious about it. So I was kind of forced to just teach myself. So that's what I did. You know, I would come home from school every day and lock myself in my room for six hours a day, reading books and learning scales and learning how to play the saxophone. And then a couple years went by and as I started to progress and he saw that I was serious, that's when he, you know, invested in a new saxophone for me and got me lessons. So, so I did. Eventually, I was able to start studying with some some really great instructors here um, in the Phoenix area. Um, Grant Wolf, um, who's since passed away, but he was uh, one of the big jazz uh, instructors here in Phoenix. Um, and another gentleman by the name of Hugh Lovelady, who actually played in Frank Sinatra's big band. He's an alto sax player. Um, those were my two private instructors, and those were the guys that helped me really grow and develop as a player. Um, you know, technically, just, you know, learning how to read music and learning how to play in a band setting and lead a horn section, things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. so I did, you know, um, I was able to have an education um, along with, with, the, with the soulful aspect of playing, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your first um, stage performance? Do you remember the very first time you played on stage? <laughs> I do, actually. I, I was in eighth grade, and I played in a talent show. Um, at my junior high school, and I played soprano saxophone. I played. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that you're even asking me this because now I'm having all these memories. Uh, I played uh, "My Heart Will Go On," the Titanic theme song from Titanic. Mm. So I played that. It was it was around the time where where Kenny G's version of that song came out. So I played that on soprano, and that was that was my first stage performance. And were you nervous at in eighth grade? Did- you know what? It, it's funny. It's it's. I I think I was at first, but you know when you're on stage and and you're kind of in the moment, that kind of goes away. You know, and it, it's kind yeah. of the same even now. I mean, I I always get nervous right before a gig or right before that first downbeat, that first note. But once you start playing, you start just kind of getting in your zone, and then kind of all that all that goes away. So it was it was the same back then as it is now. Okay, good. I am talking to saxophonist LeBron Dennis. He is the newest artist signed to the Trippin' and Rhythm Cutmore Records label, and his debut CD is called Shades. Um, I'm going to play Groove CD next. This is the first single that was released on the CD, and this um, this uh, CD, was, this single, I'm sorry, was written, uh, features Paul Brown um, on guitar. This is Groove City. Mm-hmm. 
That was Groove City from LeBron's new CD, uh, Shades. That is the first single that was released on the CD. And I'd like to read a review from the smoothjazzride.com. Ronald Jackson says, playing as if his life depended on it, LeBron lays out emotion and sensitivity that clearly states how much he loves this music. This is not a project thrown together overnight. No, there is too much of a sense of fastidiousness and a genuinely serious approach to what he's producing. From start to finish, I was hard-pressed to find one problem piece. If you like your jazz with that heavy jam edge along with some softer tracks that call to you seductively, here is your man. Welcome, LeBron. Wow. A nice little review right there. That's from the smoothjazzride.com. You can go to that website to read the entire review. All right, I have a question from Smooth Jazz Family. Um, I was asked. I was about to ask because I, what I found on Google didn't have tour dates since twelve eleven. So I would check out. Okay, so um, has a artist on the Trippin' and Rhythm label? I did see on your website that. You are headed to Dubai. Yeah, that's that's the plan as of now. Um, the yeah. dates haven't been determined yet, but 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 that is the plan. Yes, and that is something that Trippin' and Rhythm does with all of their artists. Um, you guys get to go to Dubai, so um, that's going to be really exciting for you. And you know, just talk to some of the other artists on the label to find out you know what that trip was like and what you can expect. Um, as well, uh, I think you're gonna, you know, enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. In fact, I, I was just uh, hanging out with Julian Vaughn about a week ago, so we were we were talking about that, and he was kind of filling me in on on what to expect. So I'm definitely really excited about that. Okay, now and speaking of Julian, you're also going to be performing with him um, in a couple of weeks. Where are you guys going to be? That's correct. Actually, um, um, October fourth which is that Friday night, we'll be at Spagatini's in um, Seal Beach, California for his show. I'll just be backing him up on that. And then that Sunday, October 6th, we'll be at Catalina Jazz Festival. So, um, again, it's it's his show. He's the headliner. I'm just kind of going to be there hanging out and um, play some tunes with him. And it's going to be a good weekend. Mm, that's going to be nice. That's going to be nice. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Okay, so tell me about um, Young Sounds of Arizona. Well, Young Sounds of Arizona was a band that I was in when I was a kid. It was an um, audition-only um, youth jazz band here in Arizona. And basically just kids from all over the state would come and audition to be um, in this band. And um, it was just kind of a uh, – it was kind of a considered like an elite young jazz band, which was good for me because there was no jazz band in my high school. So for me to get any type of exposure to big band jazz music, that was the route that I had to go. So um, – I believe I was like 14 or 15 years old, and I went and auditioned for this band, and um, I was able to make a lead alto. So that was my first time ever, you know, playing the lead alto chart and, and leading a, a, a horn section, and and it really helped me in my growth. And we were able to play all over the state, played at festivals, played at um, you name it. We were we were we were doing it all. So I would go and rehearse every day after school, and 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 it was a great experience. Mm. Now, uh, Crest in the chat room, she would like to know about your inspirations. Well, you know, I have a lot of them. Um, musically, um, you know, I, I probably have just as many vocalist inspirations as I do saxophone inspirations. Um, you know, I 
I think the one thing that's unique about the saxophone is that it's 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 probably one of the only instruments that can that can mimic the human voice the way that that it can, which makes it mm-hmm. unique. And I think with that being the case, that's why I've always looked to vocalists as inspiration because I've you know they express emotion that way, and and I've always kind of wanted to do that. I've always wanted to kind of as if I was singing through my saxophone because I can't sing, <laughs> so you know that's the only way that I can I can express that emotion is through playing the saxophone. So, um, you know, I grew up listening to Brian McKnight, um, a lot of the, a lot of the um, like groups such as 112 and Boys to Men. Wanya Morris from Boys to Men was one of my favorite singers of all time. Um, you know, Luther. Um, I mean, you name it, any of the of those like tenor sounding male vocals were were just what spoke to me growing up. And as that starts to translate into into saxophone players, I mean, um Kirk Whalem, probably the you know, the most iconic saxophone sound I think that I could ever ever think of, Kirk Whalem and, and of course Gerald Albright, uh, Boney James, Dave Coz, um Everett Harp, Everett Harp, another one of my favorite alto players of all time. So I'd say that those are probably my my main influences, and and that list continues to grow even now. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I I try to stay, you know, a student of the music, and there's just so many artists out there that are doing such great things, and I continue to to look at them and 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 what they're doing, and 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 gain influence from them as well. Okay. All right. The next song I'm going to play is "Double or Nothing," and this features both you and Darren on tenor sax. Tell That's me about correct. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do at least one song with me playing tenor. I'm, I'm primarily an alto player, but um, I wanted to do a song on tenor. And when me and Darren wrote this song, we, we kind of were both feeling it the same way. We, we were, you know, that Grover Washington type of groove, and we were just so excited about it, we figured we'd make it a duet. And I was, I was trying to keep up with, with Darren because with Darren, he's such a great tenor player, so I was just trying to keep up with him. But uh, it turned out pretty nice. I'm really happy about it. Okay, and I just lost... My play button. Oh, gone it. <laughs> uh oh. I apologize, but I just lost the play button on the board here, so I cannot play that one. My apologies. So let's and uh, I'll work on that and see if I can get that. But let's um, go with the title track. Tell me about that. Uh, the title track, Shades. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of a of a of a unique type of song. Um, you know, I wanted to do something that was a little bit more modern R and B ish, almost hip hop influenced. And so when I, when I came to Darren about the idea for this tune, that was really you know my influence. I wanted to do something a little bit more modern, a little bit more um, of that of that new school hip hop that's kind of out, that's real like you know whimsical and dreamy almost. And and I wanted it to just be an opportunity for me to showcase my unique sound or whatever makes me unique as a saxophone player. Or, um, you know, because you know, like you said earlier, there's there's a lot of saxophone players that are out, and I just wanted to have an opportunity to kind of show what makes me different, I guess. So this is kind of like a just just you know the shades of me as a person, as an artist, and and that's kind of how we came up with this tune. And it's just kind of a simple, kind of laid back tune, but but um, I think it really exposes who I am as a player. I like that description, Shades of You as an Artist. I like that. All right, this is the title track, Shades.
That was the title track from LeBron's new CD, Shades. You can find that on his website, LeBronMusic.com. Follow him on Twitter at LeBrizzle. And what does that mean? <laughs> That's kind of like the old, remember how the old hip-hop, so shizzle type thing, that's 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 an old name, like Labrizzle. Okay, so I pronounced it wrong. It's Labrizzle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, Labrizzle. You can follow him on Twitter at Labrizzle. L E B as in boy. R I Z Z L E. Okay. Now, 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 Levon, you mentioned earlier that you know you you were self-taught, but you also learned how to read the scale. So you taught yourself how to read music as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, I mean, people really underestimate the power of just of, of, of buying a music book, you know, and that's that's really all I did when I was younger is, I mean, um, I just bought like a entry-level music book and then I just read it and followed the instructions basically. And wow. I was, I was, yeah, I was able to progress that way and then it just kind of got to the point that when I did start taking music lessons, you know, I was already, I already kind of had a, a foundation and then... You know, getting instruction at a later time—that's really what helped me to excel. But, but just starting out, yeah, it was, it was, it was just one of those things. I was motivated to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's great because you know, I I have a son, and I had him, you know, learning to play keyboards and drums, and you know, he learned how to play, uh, learn how to read music. But you know, we had to go to the instructor, and he had to, you know, show him things like that before you, at such a young age, to be able to, you know, pick that up and just learn on the fly like that. I mean, just you know, that's that's phenomenal. That's just that's that's amazing. I mean, really, it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. and now, and also with with the the way, well, you know, you guys are into this social media thing. You know, with the CDs doing as great as it's doing now. Um, you know, like Terry mentioned, your your Twitter page on it. How are you handling that as well? You know, with the you know um, promotion and marketing of your of your your debut CD, basically. Well, you know, I mean, it's that's it's been a learning curve for me, you know. Um, obviously, the the label is helping me a lot, but just you know, because I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm not really a, you know, I'm I'm kind of a reserved person. I kind of stick to myself, and so with this, I'm kind of you know having to learn how to how to interact with people and how to how to make connections and really be excited about it. Because you know, I think most of the time musicians we just want to play, you know, we just kind of want to get up there mm-hmm. and play, but then you know, learning. You know, when you're putting a CD out, that there's a whole other aspect to that. That there's the whole personality aspect. There's the there's like you said, the marketing and the promoting. So that's all. It's that's a, that's a new experience for me, and I'm I'm just kind of learning as I go. You know, and I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm I'm doing a good job because I definitely want people to hear the hear the music. I think they like it. So, but it's it's definitely been a learning process. But it's going it's going well. You know, I'm hoping the music will speak for itself, and then, um, you know, after that, it's just a matter of of being excited about it and 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 trying to get people to listen to it. Well, from what I've heard so far, I mean, I really like it and really enjoy it, and uh, I, I definitely know that people will be into it. And you know, and, and with the name like LeBron, they want to check you out. Just say, well, who is this LeBron? <laughs> you know. So. Well, yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah. I mean, if they Google Mike and LeBron, you know, I mean, <laughs> then they'll, they'll definitely have something come up, huh? <laughs> For sure. Now, LeBron, you're 29 years old, and you're certainly not new to music and playing saxophone, but this is the first label that you've signed to. So um, what are your, you know, your hopes and dreams for your career, whether, you know, you stay with the label or not, but just kind of what is it that you, you know, hope that your career will bring you? 
Well, you know, I mean, I, I think more than anything, just, just the exposure, you know, just the opportunity yeah. to reach more people musically, um, you know, because, I mean, it's, like I said, you know, I mean, as musicians, we just want to play. And then I think when you're in a local scene, you kind of reach a climax of, of, of what you can do locally, and it can start to get mm-hmm. frustrating because you feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you have a lot to offer musically, you have a lot to offer to the genre, but only a, a, a small select people are, are hearing that. And um, so I think I think more than that than anything, you know, it's, it's it's not a money thing, it's not a fame or fortune thing, but it's it's just more of an opportunity to 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 speak to more people with what you do musically. And um, so if I can have a, you know, if I if I'm able to to go play in in other countries and play around this country and other states and other cities, and you know that's you know that's great because it's you know people are people no matter what you know and that's it, it's just very cool to see how music can you know is, is such a common ground for people you know what i mean so being able to travel and and, and really you know um share my voice with others you know that's, that's i think that's really the main thing and and um you know as as the years go by hopefully i'll be able to do that on a grander scale really Mm, okay. Now, Lori um, had, had a question earlier about you playing in the Phoenix area. Um, Lori, he does play with two local bands um, in the area. Tell her about those bands. I do. Um, I play with one band called Change on Three. Um, it's uh, led by a gentleman by the name of Julian Stewart, who's a who's a drummer here. And uh, we, we do all types of corporate events, um, some of the local clubs here we've, we've done together. Um, and then I also play with a band called Shout Theory. And um, that band I actually play with probably on a more regular basis. In fact, I played with them last night um, at the Sheridan Resort in downtown Phoenix. And um, we do a lot of, uh, you know, we do a little bit of everything. You know, we do some pop, we do some hip-hop, we do some Top 40 stuff, we do R&B, we do some old school. So that's actually a fun band to play with because we can bring vocalists out and, and really put on a good show. So those are the two main bands that I play with here locally, and I always post those dates on my website as well. Okay, there you go, Lori. Check him out there uh, in the Phoenix area. So now um, you have a CD release party coming up? I actually have um, a couple planned. I'm doing one in um, at Spagatini's in um, in Seal Beach, California on November 13th. I'm doing one there. And I'm also in the um, process of planning one here locally in Phoenix. So uh, right now we're just trying to find a venue we already have the band put together. We're already ready to go. We're just trying to find a good venue for that and get that planned. So definitely uh, stay on the lookout for that, too. And you're also okay. going to be playing the Spagatini with uh, Julian as well, right? With Julian Palmer. That's, in October, that's right? correct. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. that's coming October 4th. Yeah, so that's going to be fun, that's, too. That's going to be hot. Yeah, that's going to be hot there. Oh, and yeah, I was yeah. going to say, um, Lori posted in the chat room, wait till you meet us. There there are a group oh, of Lord. us that travel LeBron, around. LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> stay away from them, LeBron. Stay away from them, okay? Do not go near them ladies, okay? Stay away from them, okay? <laughs> and I will be contacting right. those that are in the, the California Spagatina area to have them, to let them know to go check you out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, you'll have to be on the lookout for them we are a group of wonderful supporters that's right Lori we are Um, so uh, there are a couple ladies we we need you there are a couple ladies in the um, LA area uh, that go to spas on a regular basis so I definitely will be letting them know that you will be there uh, and to go check you out and support you and uh, yeah so you know there's a group of us Very that cool. do this traveling thing on a regular, so we will, at one point, we will all meet you at some point or another. 
Yeah, um, that'd be great. I mean, and, yeah. and I don't. The, the band's gonna be gonna be on point. So I think if you can make it to the show, I think you'll be you won't be disappointed. Guaranteed. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. I'm gonna close the show with Double or Nothing. I got my play button back, so I'm gonna close the show with that. Uh, Mike, you have any other questions? Uh, no, no other questions. Like I said, LeBron, I wish you luck going out to California, meeting Lori and the rest of the ladies. That's all. But uh, but no, but they're cool. They're real cool. But uh, definitely, they'll definitely be supportive, and I know that they'll be spreading the word as well because uh, that's what we you know we have fans on the show that definitely would help spread the word about the artists that we interview, and especially you know if you guys are you know hot down to earth and things like that, and you have all the qualities of a superstar in the making of this genre. So, uh, like I said, I wish you luck and everything. Definitely. Well, thank yes, you, Mike. Much. I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Yes, much continued success to you. And, again, um, his name is LeBron Dennis. The CD is called Shades. You can find it on his website, lebronmusic.com, and follow him on Twitter at LaBrizzle. LaBrizzle LaShizzle. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But you can follow him on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Thank you again for giving Mike and I the opportunity to speak with you. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, sure. Oh, you know, Not LeBron, a... One question mm-hmm. I didn't ask him, Terry. I, 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 I forgot. With the name of LeBron, can you actually ball? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, people well, would see, they, 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 they will ask you. You know that now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only I'm only like five ten, five eleven, so I don't oh, know. Okay. That, that already puts me at a at a disadvantage. And, and see. But I might have a little jump shot. I might have a little jump shot. Okay, okay, oh all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, wait, isn't there? What's the name of the basketball player that's that's, that's the shortest one on his team? Um, oh, there's a lot of them out there now. Chris yeah, Paul. There's a few. Uh, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a few guys that that, that that are real short now. Yes. Uh, uh, Nate Robinson, yeah, Nate, Nate, Nate's probably the shortest right now in the whole yeah. league. You know. Yeah, Nate Robinson, yeah. that's right. I think I'm taller well, than him. So. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you again, LeBron, and much continued success to you. And I look forward to hearing um, about your experience in Dubai. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely have to chat again, and I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to it, too, so hopefully I'll have some stories. <laughs> oh, you will. Yeah, you definitely will. Sure. All right, well, thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay, well, thank you again, and you have a great day. I'm going to close the show with Double or Nothing featuring Paul Brown. I mean, um, Darren Ron is a duet between uh, LeBron and Darren Ron. So they're both both playing their tenor sax on this. I'm going to close the show with that. Thank you again, LeBron. You have a great day. You too, Terry. Thanks again. You're welcome. All right, Mike, you have anything to add? I don't. That's it. I think I got on LeBron enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to those in the chat room, Lori and Chris, Joe from Germany. Thanks for tuning in. Um, You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. This is Double or Nothing. Have a great day.
thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Drive. That's T-H-A Daily Drive.